Previously on this season of Vanderpump Rules. I got it. It's my table. And I took their drink order. And then you stopped right after. Everyone is so mean to the new people. It's like we're on our period 24-7 working at Sir. I love she Tina. I appreciate her hustle. I would love to see Tina if she was messy, but she's, there's no messiness True. there. Yeah, of course I have insecurities about that. I'm not cheated on. Oh, wow. I'm glad that they did give Peter, like, some time. He's a real spice. Just the right amounts are used when they need him. Stassi's the first to judge me. Really? You just broke up with your boyfriend and you're the bartender that he works with. Jack's a cheating, lying, stealing piece of shit. Jack's got a girl pregnant two months ago. You've known this for two months. They just disrobe and that sort of replaces words. I think that sort of creates this false intimacy. That Jack's is a piece of I'm not going to tell you that. Who are you two? Who are you two right now? Who are you? I am being set up. I never cheated. Do not you are my friend. I'll break every f-ing bone in your face. You want to go? Mother You want to go? Let's go. I've had enough. I said that. I have had enough, Frank. I'm fine. She has a big mouth. She's not afraid to use it. And she goes like, hey, was it you or your sister that had sex with Sandoval? Are you serious? They're going to see us. Just like the message you're sending, Stassi. Kind of gave you an inside look of how Stassi sees the world for someone who's never really had to work or worry about money. You are so fake. You're going to send me text messages harassing me. Oh, I totally did. So don't talk to me about being a good friend. Boom. Lisa doesn't want you serving the party. It's bullshit. Brandy's going to be there. Okay, well then I don't want to be here. Someone who would really know about margaritas and who really likes my margaritas is Vanderpump Rocks. I want us all to be able to have small talk. I'm making an effort to make you feel comfortable, Kristen. So why don't you have the same decency to me? You should find someone else today because I'm not going to put up with this Don't walk away from me like that. Sorry I've been f***ing you every day without protection and been inside of you and told you really intimate things every day, but guess what? I don't have enough respect for you to tell you that I'm never going to talk to you again. F*** you. I'm amazing, and I'm going to wait to have somebody appreciate that. I haven't stopped loving you one minute, not one second, and I'm not going to ever be with anybody again until I get you back. Welcome to Vanderpump Robs, a sexy, unique recap podcast about Vanderpump Rules, hosted by me, Rob Schulte. And today is bittersweet because we've made it to the season one finale. But that doesn't mean that the podcast is over, it just means that I've got more seasons to prepare for. It's been so much fun working on this podcast, and I hope it continues, but that means I need your help. So if you like this podcast, the best thing you can do right now is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or share this podcast online with your friends. Just text it to them. If you heard last episode, you know that I've got big plans for the trading cards and for future guests of the show. Let's make this podcast as fun as it can be. Later on in today's episode, I speak with sketch comic and actor Ileana Innocencio. But before that, I just have a few thank yous. Thank you to everyone that has guested on this season. Leah Palmieri, Courtney Soliday, Amanda Hirsch, Anna Suzuki, Maya Deshmuk, Ileana Innocencio, 
Molly Schwartz, Connor Lynch, Bill Tilly, the Ass Jams DJs, Peter Madrigal, and Danica Dow. I'd also like to thank everyone that provided an intro for select episodes. Those folks being Dan Kennedy, Mike Sachs, Dave Hill, Alex Goldman, and Mike Pesca. It's the little things that make any podcast unique, and all of these people helped a little bit in their own way. So once again, thank you! Now let's recap the finale, shall we? It's a beautiful sunny day in L.A. and Jax and Stassi are shopping for designer dog collars. We learn that Jax has told Stassi he's going to therapy and trying to better himself. Stassi reminds Jax of all of his mistakes and says that she's trying hard to learn to trust him again. She doesn't know who to believe after the cheating hearsay. Over in West Hollywood at Sir, Laura Lee lets Lisa know that she's quitting. Because she's booked a huge movie with Jennifer Aniston. And I fly out tonight at 10 p.m. and go shoot in North Carolina. Lisa knows that this is exactly what Laura Lee needs. If anyone is curious, I think the movie Laura Lee booked was We're the Millers. In another part of town, Tom Sandy is at band practice, shredding on guitar, when he gets a phone call from Kristen. Kristen is stressed about her current relationship status with Stassi, and Tom gives her the sound advice to be open and honest. They both tell each other I love you, which is believable, but also unbelievable in retrospect. Kristen, Lisa wanted me to remind you uh, tomorrow, 10 o'clock, her place. For the photo shoot? For the photo shoot. Is Laura Lee going to be there? Yes, Stassi is very excited that Laura Lee is gone. But as you can probably tell, it's not the most appropriate response to someone's success. Oh my god. Kristen doesn't waste any time. She asks Stassi to have a chat near my favorite set piece of the show, The Dumpsters. Kristen is upset because Stassi has kept her on the outs but has made up with Katie and Jax. Stassi paints a picture of what it would be like if Kristen and Tom broke up, but everyone just hung out with Tom and his new girlfriend. And Kristen was the one on the outs. Which is frightening if you've watched season 8. Anyway, they make up after finally being honest with one another, and then get back to work. But not before Stassi makes a very of-its-time joke. Either way, there's business to be done the next day at Villa Rosa. And that business is a sexy poolside photo shoot for Sir. This is something they do every year, but surprisingly, the kitchen staff isn't invited to the photo shoot. Earlier in this season of the podcast, my pal Maya pointed out to me the large amount of statement necklaces that exist in this season, and it wasn't until this very moment of the TV show that I was able to see all of the statement necklaces in action. This scene alone, I've already seen seven necklaces. And one tiara. I'm just really overwhelmed yeah. by all of this right yeah, yeah. now. Okay, yeah. this. Now, shortly after that, the rest of the photo shoot members arrive. And while the swimsuits get fitted and the hair gets done, Lisa pulls Stassi aside and lets her know if she's going to be seeing Frank, the secret won't be kept if she takes him to dinner at Lisa's other restaurant, Villa Blanca. So while everyone's taking a break, Jax confronts Stassi about the dinner with Frank. I have to admit that this was a tense moment in the episode that was only made more tense by Jax's freedom tattoo on his back. I really want to know 
that tattoo's backstory. Eh? Eh? Anyway, Jax is flustered, and after begging for a kiss on the cheek, he swims off like a moody mermaid. It's back to photo time, and the socks are needed. I hate to give away the secret, but in the male modeling industry, everybody does it. After the photo shoot, we see that Jax wasn't lying about going to therapy. He's meeting with his doc and going over why the breakup with Stassi even happened. Jax admits that now that he's 33, he needs to fix a lot of the errors in his life. He admits to fabricating stories that are so interwoven he forgets where the truth ends and the lie begins. For example, his name isn't even Jax. It's Jason. The therapist asks if Jax did actually cheat on Stassi, and Jack says no, and explains that it's all a miscommunication. Before the end of the session, the therapist says she has had patients lie to her in the past, and that if he ever does lie to her, it's okay, and that he can come back and have the freedom to admit the truth at a later date. The next day at Sir, the photo shoot continues. Everyone's in designer outfits that they could never afford, and this photo staging starts to get even more intimate than the poolside shoot. While the lights get changed, Katie and Stassi talk about Stassi's relationship with Jax. I'm trying not to push Stassi into running back with Jax, but I kind of secretly am hoping that they do get back together. During a break, all of the ladies, including Sheena, sit down and reflect on what happened, what has changed, and really, Sheena's just so happy that she's now accepted, and Stasi even admits that her gut instinct about Sheena was totally off. There's also now an awkward moment where the girls imagine where they will be one year from now, and the concept of time versus the goals they want are slightly off. So after the photo shoot, Sheena talks with Lisa about resolving the issues with her and Brandy. Lisa tells her to keep growing and that Sheena really makes her proud. Lisa knows that Sheena is a great person. And you know what? So do I. Or at least, I agree with Lisa. Great. There's a moment shoehorned in where the photographer has Sheena and Stassi kiss for a photo, and although everyone seems to like it, it's a little bit forced. Jason pulls Lisa aside and says he doesn't feel like Sir is a good place for him. And Lisa reminds him that that's what she said from day one and tells him that he changes his mind like the wind. He needs to take some responsibility. So Jason quits. He says he doesn't need a job. Lisa lets Jason know that it's time for him to grow up. And like a meteor crashing to earth, Jason asks Stassi to join him alone in the back for one last chat. He brings flowers and admits that Frank was telling the truth the whole time. Jason did have relations with someone. Jason did cheat on Stasi. Jason was a piece of shit who's miserable, to quote Stasi. And all the lies are put on display. I never cheated. How can you ever trust somebody like that? God, I hate Frank. I believe that it whole porn star pregnancy thing is a crock of shit. I am. Like, I don't believe it. I am being set up. Did I get a girl pregnant in Vegas four months ago? No. And I believe you 110%. Jax wants to disappear and promises that Stasi will never hear from him again. But before Jason leaves, he has a cig with the boys by the dumpsters, and no one understands why he would lie to his friends. 
Tom Sandoval feels betrayed because he and Kristen let Jason live with them. And Jason once again knows exactly what to say, even when admitting wrong. Friend of the podcast, Peter Madrigal, had this to say about it. I can't believe my ears. He told me one-on-one I did not have sex with that woman. Bill Clinton style. So Jason leaves in his truck, and everyone else is left smiling and enjoying their lives at Sir. Will we see Jason again? Will we see Jax again? Maybe. Did I leave anything out? I can't imagine that I did. But if so, please use the hashtag VPROBS to let me know, or just to share your favorite parts. And don't forget, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at VanderpumpRobs. After the break, I welcome on Ileana Innocencio, so don't go anywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Brittany, this podcast is made possible by our supporters on Patreon. That's so true. This is a labor of love. We enjoy every show that we create together, but we were able to bring another person onto the team, and that's Jeremy, and we can pay him through the people who give us like five bucks a month over on Patreon. It's awesome. It's amazing. We're so glad to have Jeremy, and we appreciate having supporters like our Patreon members, and we want more. More the merrier. Yeah, it's true. You pay $7 for Netflix, but you can also pay for any sort of content that you enjoy. Um, This is no guilt to anyone. These podcasts are free, but if you enjoy it, For the price of a cup of coffee, you can get us some happiness, some payment to someone who helps us, and bonus episodes. The more patrons we have, the more episodes we can do. Imagine, I mean, let's come up with a number. Let's just say 6,000 patrons. (laughs) We would just do episodes every day. It's true. Every single day we would do an episode. I mean, just think about that. So I think our our big goal is 6,000 patrons. Yeah. And let's just say this year, because we don't know what year, what we're counting by, which Gregorian calendar, uh, (laughs) we'll start with trying to get 50 patrons. How about that? Yeah. Let's just start with 50. Yeah. And then we'll, 6,000 will be step two. But the only way we can do that is people go to patreon.com slash pink jeans and pledge their support. That's right. All right, let's get back to the show. We're back. It's the fun part of the episode. Not that the previous part wasn't fun, but now I get to talk with a guest. So let me give you some credentials. She's going to be on the upcoming Eliza Schlesinger sketch show that's on Netflix. Yeah, I know. Uh, She's been on Orange is the New Black. I know. And she's a member of Asian Pop. Ileana Innocencio is here. Hi. Hi. Wow, what an intro. Well, I give myself enough room to cut out what I don't want. I I love (laughs) it. I love it so much. No, it was very good. I was like on the edge of my seat. (laughs) Hear that, listeners? You could be too. 
<laughs> so we all know why we're here today. Yes. But before we get into your points about this particular episode, we're watching the finale. Well, yes. we watched the finale. Yes. This is a big moment for us all, so mm-hmm. I don't want to rush it. But I do think we should get into a, a couple of things about you first. Okay. What is your experience with television growing up to this point? Like, mm-hmm. familiar? Is it a thing you did every night with the family? And then on top of that, reality TV. Okay. So growing up, I I feel like I watched all of the good after school shows. You know, there was Saved by the Bell on, on TBS, um, like right after school around like 4.30 to like 5.30. But it wasn't on unless, like if um, the Braves were playing. Ah. Like sometimes the baseball would kick in. So that would be really annoying for me. But usually it was Saved by the Bell, Seinfeld Before Dinner. Which was like a treat, you know, because I should have been doing homework. But I didn't know you were allowed to get dessert before dinner. <laughs> no, but I did. I was so lucky. Um, but I grew up not having cable. So even now, sometimes we'll, we'll, people will be like, oh, didn't you watch like all that or all of these other amazing shows on Nickelodeon and Disney? And I'm like, I do not have that memory. So it was always like Saturday morning stuff, after school stuff on just like regular network TV. Um, and then, of course, you know, sometimes we would do like movie night with the family. Family, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of reality TV, Vanderpump was the segue drug. <laughs> <laughs> that or the gateway drug. Um, I definitely did not watch reality TV until Vanderpump. Like, I, I don't even know how I started watching it. I feel like it was just on in the background. Like, I was just, like, skipping through channels when I finally had cable as an adult. And I... You've really made it. Yeah, I really have. <laughs> I can pay that extra <laughs> 80 bucks an hour. How much is it now? I don't even know. I just, like... Uh, I'm like, I'll make it worth my time. Yeah. I'll watch all of it now. Uh, $2 a day. That's yeah. how much. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't, I don't even know how I got into it because... I feel like when the credits came on, I was already kind of hooked because I was like, who are these weird, I don't Attractive, know. Attractive, but yeah. television? Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they're like, okay. Like, yes, I don't want a body shame, but it's like, it's a weird form of like, yes. they look like real people, but also beautiful models. Yes, they're they're like hot, but like also, yeah, a little bit like accessible, you know? Yes. I don't know what that is. Like, it could almost be us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys should look us up. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a big hunk listener. I don't know if you've seen the cover art to the pod. But yes. <laughs> but no, I, I like that idea of like accessibility. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like maybe because honestly they're all around like my age, I Except think. Except for Jax, he's like 80, Jax I think. is so old. That was another thing I wanted to bring up. I was like, wait, this first season he's 33? Yes, that was very strange Yeah, that he was... Jax was a, a lot older than He then. was a lot older, which, like, I didn't even, it didn't even sink into my mind when I was watching it the first time. But re-watching this episode, I was like, he was 33, and it added a whole new, like, ick factor yes. that I didn't watch it with, like, the first time I went around and watched it. So that was really kind of weird to hear that again, because I was like, did I just forget that he was 33? Because he shouldn't be acting like this at that age. He also... Might be thirty five. Oh my god! You know gosh, what I mean? I'm like, sure. how many? How how would you not lie about your age in he LA? He lies so much. Yeah. Like, how and can, especially this episode. Yes, we and learned he, that it's just a pattern. He probably can't even keep track of his own lies, so I'm sure he has no idea how old he is. <laughs> a tale as old as time. Uh, okay, so before we get into your points, yes. I would like to know: Have you been to any of the restaurants? 
You bet your ass I have. Ah, yes, finally, me too. I went to two. Yes. Let's talk about this. I went to Sir, obviously. Of course. Because <laughs> you have to where the magic happens. Real quick, did anyone, was anyone working? No. Oh, who was there? Yeah, one person was there. There was one person there, but it was a very auxiliary character that I did not care about. It was Jeremy for me. Uh, Jeremy. Ar- Ariana's brother. I think it was Jeremy for me too. Yeah. Because it was someone I was like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> and I well, and it's understandable because Jeremy's yeah. in like two scenes yes. in one season. And yeah. then he's like ancillary after that. Yeah. Um props to Jeremy though for going out with Billy. Yes. Not not that he's like a he needs to be awarded a trophy. Yeah. I think when he was confronted about dating Billy, yes. just being like I don't care yeah. who she was, who I, she like I I actually really like I know Ariana's had a bad season this year. Like, I feel like this season she's kind of like the villain or not really the villain, but she's like, they call her like the, the Debbie Downer, a wet, wet blanket. But I, I've i always loved her. Like, I think she's the she's most great. normal one on the show. No offense. I love the rest of you. Well, <laughs> you yeah, never listen, and, yeah. And you're caught up on this season? Yes, okay. I am. Yeah. I think the idea of approaching depression yeah. has be is ultimately a very good thing yes i think it has a little bit of the reality show spin Mm -hmm. in how they're heightening it in certain areas but like to see her being like tom i spent all day in bed Mm -hmm. paralleled against people being like "Eh, what a wet blanket it really shows you like what it feels like yes when you're suffering from it yeah i definitely got teary watching that episode just because like yeah, leading up to it, I was like, oh, no, they're making her the bad person this yeah. season. And then I was, rele- I mean, not relieved that she's, like, dealing with something so True. so awful. But it's, uh, like, it was it was a cool way for them to introduce that. Like, in a weird way, I think they're trying to tackle things um, that they didn't before. Like, you know, being bi, being depressed, which is like, oh, are they trying to have better viewpoints about that that they didn't before, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think, well, I agree. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk, like, in episode one of the pod, um, Leah Palmieri and I talked about how this season is very much reflecting season one. Yeah. And it's almost like, I don't necessarily want to say rewriting, Mm -hmm. but it is in the days of remakes and endless sequels and Mm -hmm. all this sort of stuff, it's almost like a better way in reality TV to just like, hey, let's... Go back and fix some things that maybe we could have edited differently. Yes, in absolutely. One. I totally saw that watching this episode too. I was like, oh, they're really the same. Like, the, it's the same kind of arc for an episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just the, the feeling of it. I was like, oh, they have all not changed, but the way that it's being filmed almost feels more reflective. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's go back to eating at the restaurants because I took yes. us on this wild tangent. Um, yeah, Jeremy was there when we went to okay. serve as well. Cool. Um, did you order the goat cheese balls? Oh, what did I get? Okay, so I I I wish I had gone with other pump fans because I went with two friends who were who are lovely friends. I love them so much, but they were so too cool to like mm. embrace it so i only had uh what's the drink the the pump tea yeah, the pump teeny i had that because we need to get more cosmopolitan yes 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 yes, yes. pump teeny it was not good <laughs> it was very bad it was a lot of like cheap alcohol in it. it looked nice gotta get that vanderpump vodka absolutely it was uh it was it could have been better um but i appreciated being there but did you go to tom tom 
Not yet. Okay, I haven't been back to LA. Cocktails at Tom Tom. You so you went recently. I went last year. Oh my god! And then I went again when I went for a business trip six months ago. I have very high expectations for Tom Tom because it's like you can still see Lisa's influence on it, but. I kind of like like the hipster vibe of it. I'm like, it's like like Lisa's, the TV hipster. Yeah, vibe the TV of it. hipster vibe. I was like, this is LA hipster, you know. But I like it. I think the aesthetic's really nice. Like, what did you think of it when you saw it? Honestly, um, you know, we've we've all been on like sets and things yeah. like this. Stuff looks smaller when you go there. Yeah. Uh, so it was a little bit thinner. Okay. But it was like. <laughs> Really long, like long. that patio like is yeah. out there a bit. Like, it does look long, yeah. but yeah, that's interesting. Um, but it has really kind of like Sir. Okay. It has like unique seating areas. Okay, cool. so you're not always going to be seated at a tall table, mm-hmm. or you're not always going to be seated at the bar or a round mm-hmm. table. Like we sat on those fluffy big couches okay. that they had, and yeah. then two people got seated right next to us. Oh wow! <laughs> so like when you see. For example, Ariana and Lala and Stassi mm-hmm. talking when they're all in black and wearing the big yeah. black hat. Like, I'm pretty sure that's where I sat. Oh, was wow. in Ariana's seat. <laughs> because the people that are like right up yeah. next to them desperately trying not to look at the camera. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Was it crowded when you went there? Yes. That's, I mean, I guess because it's the new baby. So everyone yeah. wants to go. And it was Pride Weekend. Oh, but oh shit. You yeah, went. I was there before any festivities. I was going to say, were you yeah. there for like all of no, any... I, I, my girlfriend and I were visiting and we went up but didn't realize like kind of how late everything starts. Okay. Not that it was like nighttime, but yeah. we were that day we were getting ready to do other things and it was like a morning trip. For okay, us. So I like see. afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were still yeah, sleeping. gearing up. Yeah. <laughs> but the bars were open, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I might be misremembering, but. When we went to Tom Tom, it was not Pride Day. Okay, but it, that's why it was really busy because it was the night before. Okay, and then when I went on this most recent trip, yeah, uh, I just went in the afternoon and okay. like, no one was there. Nice. Although Dana was definitely there, but she I had cool. no idea that yeah. she was going to be a character. She seems cool. Yeah, Dana, I like her. Dana, I like too. I like that she is. You know, we've gotten to see like the flash of what her stand up is. Yes, in this episode. Jax talks about how he's been going to therapy and he's trying to better himself. And at one point we see him in a therapy session, Mm -hmm. something that just like frustrates me because ever since like the days of Dr. Phil and all of that sort of stuff, isn't it some sort of oath breaking thing to bring in cameras and have the doctor there? Yeah, I absolutely. I am a huge advocate for therapy. I myself go and I think it's very important. But what makes it so important and therapeutic and helpful is being able to tell someone these things in confidence, you know, and being able to work through it in a private way that is beneficial for yourself. So to have like the cameras in there even if everyone is on board for it, it seems wrong. And also, I know that they edit it down, but I don't. It doesn't make the doctor look good having yeah. the cameras in there in the first place. So even if she were a real psychologist or psychiatrist, I personally wouldn't want that in my practice. Yeah, because you get like a different. Like once you're on a reality show, you already have a different. Um, like you know, people perceive you a different way. Totally. Like yeah. what if. Uh... Right before you went into your session, mm-hmm. the camera crew and Jax came out. Yeah. Like, so weird. Very uh, weird. Also, what is my doctor going to be thinking about during our session? Right. Whether or not. Yeah. But it's like what you get as a patient going Yeah, through. absolutely. And. Do I you mean, think they're real? What my theory is, is that like 
they have a real session. Yeah. And then they he goes, I'm on a reality TV show and mm. they would like to incorporate this into part of the story. Mm-hmm. So can. And then giving everyone the longest amount of rope here. Yeah. Like the doc's probably like, okay, we can talk about this, this and this. Yeah. But I don't know. I did like that the doc was like, you know, I've had patients that come back to me months and years later that are like, I'm sorry I lied to you a whole yeah. bunch. Because you can just tell yeah, absolutely. that he is lying through his teeth. Absolutely. Just his, like, eyes. Like, it's just, like, creepy. It's- I don't know. That is, whenever he goes into a therapy session, I feel weirded out. Also, because he, like, the way that they edit it, it makes it seem like he goes, like, once every two seasons, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, oh, I... Everyone knows that's cumulative, so you should be going every week. He should be there. If they want to show therapy helping him, they should show it every single episode. It should be a separate series. Yes. Or like an online supplement. I would be like if they wanted to approach therapy that way through reality, I would love that to see like the benefits of it. Totally. Yeah. Okay. You brought (laughs) some things to the table. Yes. That drove you nuts. Yes. (laughs) I'd like to start with your thoughts on Peter. Yes. Because... (laughs) Everyone has a thought on Peter. And I have a running thing on this show mm-hmm. that, first of all, I'm a big Peter fan. Uh-huh. So, of course. Because he seems like a good person. Yes, that, genuinely. Like, somehow got swept up into this hurricane. I DM'd with him the other day. What? And he was so nice. I'm going to DM one him thing. after this. <laughs> oh, I will tell you. I will, we will talk. Um, <laughs> do you think Peter is happy? With the amount of time he gets on screen. I think he is one of those rare, beautiful people that goes about life blissful. You know, like he (laughs) seems, he seems He's happy. He's happy. There was like that one serious relationship. And I feel like that was the most of Peter that we've ever seen. And there was a moment I was like really sad for him because I think he was trying to make this relationship work. And then it didn't work, obviously. And that was the season. Didn't they go... That was like when they met Dana for the first time at that hotel. Yeah. Was that that same season? I don't know if that was the same season, but it's pretty close. I think it was I like think... something about Peter breaking up and then like they were having like a boys trip. I think you're right. But yeah, uh, that was like the most insight into Peter. Like that was the deepest we've seen him like think, I feel yeah. like, you know? Yeah. Just seems like a very genuine person. He does. So I like, I like that we're on the same page. I really, I think, how could you not like him? And he's always like smiling, like even no matter what kind of news he's delivering. I just feel like Peter would like to hang out with us. I think so. I think like maybe when I think he can hang with anyone. Yeah. But specifically he should like hang out with me. Yes. (laughs) If you hear this, Peter, I know you're listening because you're a good guy. (laughs) At the time of this recording, I will be in L.A. in exactly one week. So also I'll report back when I go to surrogate. Oh, my gosh, please. uh, (laughs) Your next topic on the table is one that I would like to interrogate a little bit. Okay. Because I'm not exactly sure what you mean. Oh. You were surprised that uh, Sandy, Mm -hmm. old Tom Sandoval. Yeah. Is a good boyfriend this season. I think he's a good boy. Okay, so does that mean he's a bad boyfriend in other seasons? No, I I think he has been another person that has felt very grounded compared to other people. I mean, he's crazy, but like grounded in a crazy way. I do know what you mean. Yeah, he's one of those that's genuinely a good person, but I think sometimes he thinks he's the smartest and is like. I think it's that, hard. Yeah, yeah. that cl- that makes him sometimes do bad things. Well, and I also think that he he is a good person, 
but I also think he knows it. And that's like what this whole season seems yeah. to be feeling like. But you can see that on like this episode yes. too. He'd be like, dude, why didn't you just tell me? Yeah. Like you can tell me. Yes. I'm the good guy. Yes. He always, like, that's what's, that is what is like not as good as about him because he, he thinks of himself so much as a good guy that when he messes up, he's unable to be like, I'm, I, I made a mistake, you know, because yeah. he always has to be right. And that's yeah. a downfall. But He's like, not the number one guy. No. Jax is the number one guy. Yeah. I mean, so. like, Jax is the alpha, despite being, like, crazy. <laughs> like, truly crazy. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm throwing the word crazy around a lot. Well, None know. of these people are, are, are like, you know. It's Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Hollywood. You know what I mean, guys, yeah. right? Um, uh, but, like, I just the opening scene of the, or one of the opening scenes of this episode, like, you know, Kristen was really upset about stop her relationship with Saucy this season. This flows really well into one of your other yeah. topics, so let's go into that. Okay. Please. But I did want to say that yes, Tom, please. the way that Tom approached that was like the same way he he like approached Ariana and her like talking about her depression this season. And I was like, man, Tom really knows how to react to a difficult situation with a girlfriend, you know? And I, I just felt like he just felt so supportive. And I was like, that's like the right answer for that, you know? Absolutely. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that they dated. Yeah. <laughs> that's another thing. <laughs> I think that that's actually a really good point because then it shows the contrast of like being in a relationship with Ariana. Yeah. Like I think he has healthy viewpoints about relationships, you know? And I think that should be, this is just a PSA for mm-hmm. my audience and something we learn the lesson on on this show all the time. <laughs> Brett, come on. Sorry, season eight. I know I go into season eight audience. I just, you'll get there. Okay. Brett is, oh man. All right, let's, <laughs> we okay. We can't talk about season yeah. eight. It's fresh it's, on it's, our it's, minds. It's, it's episode eight. It's kind of, we're yeah, paralleling. Okay, we'll go into your next one. Yes. Which is, uh, what's that quote Kristen said? Something about. Oh yeah, wait, I have it yeah, here. Pull, Do you want me to free, read it? Feel free. Let me see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stassi was like confronting Kristen about none of them being there for her this whole season uh, with Frank, you know, because the whole time Jax was gaslighting um, Stassi and honestly all of their friends. Um, And then Kristen said, "Um, maybe I should just keep my big mouth shut and just try to support you. And I and that was like the resolution of their fight. But I found it really funny because I think this past season um, Stassi and Katie. I know exactly been what you're supporting oh Kristen with Carter. I mean, granted, Carter Carter is a skis bag. He, I hate him more than Max. Oh. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Carter is like verging on maybe emotionally abusive, which oh, is like a real yeah. talk situation. Yeah, but. if this show is as honest as we feel like yeah. it is, seeing and I've talked about this on the pod, but yeah. seeing Jax actually give Carter the "you cannot treat people yeah. like this" talk. Shows you how real yeah. he could potentially go into emotional yeah, abuse. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Like, so, it's hard because I do think Stassi, uh, Stassi and Frank are in a different situation than Kristen and Carter this season. But I do find it interesting that the way that Stassi and Katie handled Kristen this last season wasn't as, as supportive, weirdly, in a way that I felt like Kristen wanted to... Um, you know, resolve things with Stassi. Granted, that was just this one episode, but I did find it interesting that they're all always, like, trying to find support from each other, but it seems like they all don't know how to support each other, despite the long time that they've been friends, you know? Yeah, it's it's hard to watch sometimes because, I don't know about you, but even I still have some, like, 
distant friendships, let's say, mm-hmm. that like you want to be able to be 100% honest with them, mm-hmm. but you know you're not quite close enough so that like they may not either want to hear it or be able to give you the honesty back. Right. And that shouldn't be the case. Yes. People that are your closest friends. Yeah. You should be able to be like, seriously, cards on the table. This is how I'm feeling. I know it's not easy to understand, uh-huh. but I need to do this right now. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what I'm like. That's what's like struck a chord with me watching this episode because I was like, dang, they've been friends for this long and they still don't know how to support each other, which is like. Like, you see them grow. Like, I think Stasi has changed so much over the years into someone, like, really cool. Like, she seems really cool now. But it's just, like, seeing the way that they fight and the way they support each other. I'm like, have you all not grown with each other in the way that you know how to support each other? Because it seemed exactly the same as this season of the way they all didn't know how to handle dealing with each other. And, of course, it's like, I feel like that's in the edit. And maybe, you know, maybe they do handle it better. And the way they edited it made it seem exactly like season one. But it just seemed like they hadn't grown. I completely agree. And it's hard to, it's not hard to watch. It's entertaining to watch. But <laughs> Yeah, we're watching it. <laughs> it's weird to see that, like, the witches of WeHo uh-huh. are having a harder time growing and evolving as, say, like, each individual witch yeah. and other people on the show. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, they're they the tight-knit group, but they're making better bonds outside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, in this episode, mm-hmm. you reminded me that it's the last time we see Laura Lee yes. on the show. <laughs> she got a big gig. I did my research. I did too. I okay. <laughs> Man, maybe we've found different movies. <laughs> On the count of three, let's say it just to make sure we don't get different movies. Okay. Three, two, one. We're We're the the Millers! Millers. Yes! (laughs) You know, that Criterion film. (laughs) It's it's been lauded as the best movie of our times. (laughs) I got it confused with RV with Robin Williams, but it's different. No, I mean, I guess that is a... Big movie role. Have you seen it? No. I haven't seen it. It sounds like a... She's not in the poster, though. Not in the poster. She said she was playing opposite, opposite Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. And uh, Julia Roberts' niece. Yes. Uh, from Screen Emma Roberts. Cr- Emma Roberts, yes. yes. She is on the movie poster. She is. So that's why I was like... And the IMDb <laughs> has uh, Laura Lee as a named character. Oh, Okay. But I did have to scroll. Maybe she's a friend of Emma. Uh, Has to be. Yeah. But maybe she only had like one scene opposite. I mean, obviously I'm going to go home and watch the movie. Yeah. I mean, we need to see it. Yeah. And listeners, it'll probably be a bonus episode. (laughs) Um, So much of that moment where she comes in and quits and Lisa's giving her a pep talk and stuff is like heartwarming. But I don't know about you. It seemed really convenient. Yes. It seems really convenient. And it honestly weirdly felt scripted (laughs) like I was Hmm. like even though this is a real thing that happened to her uh it felt yeah it felt very contrived I have a thought okay um Laura Lee is an ex-addict she's still struggling yes she's Mm -hmm. got some emotional issues Mm -hmm. um I bet you someone was like this is an actor and Lisa was probably like she's not gonna yeah be able to she didn't seem like a character who could uh go 12 rounds with these no i don't think so either so i think it was was a little help from lisa i could see that you're right i forgot about her ex that 
Because didn't Jax go to a meeting with her at one point yeah. this season? Yes. I forgot about that. A couple that. episodes ago. Yeah, that's some heavy stuff. Yeah, and then he breaks up with her outside of the yes, meeting. That's right. Yep. That's right. Okay. And they do the sauna. Yeah. And all that. I could absolutely see that happening. Yeah. I yeah, because she's she doing okay now. I looked at her Instagram. Oh, good. She doesn't look like she's doing anything. She hasn't done anything. Maybe she's living off the royalties. You're right. That's yeah. probably it. I would. <laughs> If I could. I hope she's doing well. Yeah, me too. Morley, we love you. This brings us to the last and quite possibly the largest topic. Oh. And that would be the statement necklaces. Oh, yes. (laughs) So, yes, I wanted, I just wrote down statement necklaces because they're hideous. (laughs) They're all over the place. When they're doing the photo shoots. Yeah. I'm like, was this the time? Yes, it was the time of the statement necklace. Because what what year did this come out? I think this was 2013. Uh, that's like right on the cusp of them being out. And I got so they say, probably filmed in 2012. Probably because I saw those and I was like, no one would ever wear those now. They look terrible. They're with the bikinis, and it's just like. It, oh my god, they're so ugly! I just like I couldn't get over them. I was like, this has to be a topic because they're awful, oh, and they're all man. of Lisa's, right? Yeah, well, Lisa, but that's the thing. I have never once seen Lisa wear a necklace like that. So for them to go into her closet and be like, "Wow, Lisa has all these things," I was like, "Lisa does not wear this like weird boho statement necklace." She doesn't even wear the tiara her daughter no. bought her. Like, yeah. Also, when do you wear a tiara? Yeah, but exactly. At a sir photo shoot. <laughs> While wearing your bathing suit. Um, in terms of fashion, also, I don't, I don't know a lot about fashion. Yes. Uh, I would love to be more fashionable, <laughs> listeners. Um, but Stasi's bathing suit in that photo shoot seemed like, I don't know, it looked like a ruffled chip. None of their suits were good. And that's what I couldn't figure out. I was like, but was this the style for 2013? Yeah. And I guess it I don't know. But I also wonder if Lisa styled it. I love Lisa. I love Lisa. But even the way Sir is styled is very dated. Like there's like a weird 80s vibe to it, even though it's not in the 80s. And even Tom Tom, like yeah. although it's like modern, it's supposed to be their bar and it's like modern hipster, like the the color scheme that she chooses. It's like is, Sir Chic. Yeah, it's like a little off. Yeah. So I was like, maybe this was styled by Lisa and, com- and company. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out. No, actually, we probably won't. No, we'll never find out unless I meet Lisa herself, <laughs> which I would love. And I would tell her it looked beautiful. Slide into those DMs. I would be like, those bathing suits were perfect, Lisa. You have an eye. Ileana, thank you for being thank on the show. Thank you. Such fun. <laughs> Is there anything you would like to plug? Yeah. Can you, can you, can you guys... <laughs> Uh, question. <laughs> question. Quick question, guys. Can you guys follow me on Instagram? Um, it's my name. Hopefully, Rob will link to it because my name is very long and prone to spelling mistakes. Follow me there. I post a lot about my upcoming shows at uh, Upright Citizens Brigade and also shows with Asian Pop and what next TV shows I'm on. So follow me. <laughs> it's a good follow. Yeah. All right. See y'all. Bye. Wow, what a great way to cap the season. Thanks again, Eliana. So here it is. The dumpster moment of the episode. And once again, before I get right to the dumpster moment, I'm met with a locked dumpster runner-up. And that's Jax admitting he'd been lying the whole season, which, I mean, what a silly goose. But the official dumpster moment of this finale is when Kristen and company are talking about next year. 
Oh, I better gosh. have my own style book. I'll be rich. I'll Katie, win my first Oscar. Reach for the stars, Kristen. Yes. <laughs> That's all for this season of Vanderpump Robs, but I'll be back before you know it with a reunion episode as well as more bonus episodes. And this is, of course, while I'm working on season two. And speaking of season two, if there's someone you'd like me to interview, please let me know on Instagram or Twitter. Thanks again to Connor Lynch for editing today's interview, to Jeremy Siegel for composing my theme music, and to Bill Tilly for designing the VPR trading cards. I hope you enjoyed the finale. Wipe away those tears, grab some rosé, and binge the whole podcast again. I'll be back before you know it. I'm going to disappear. You won't see me again. Okay? I don't want to hurt you anymore. I feel like I got everything out. You'll never hear from me again. I won't call you again. I won't speak to you again. Mm -hmm.